of Hideo Kojima, or you want to see what the fuss is all about, I have a friend who streams video games, and he's about to go through all of Kojima's works, one after another, on his stream. And actually, uh, I brought him in today to be on our show. So, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about your stream? Hi. Hi, I'm Andrew. Uh, I stream sometimes on Twitch. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash AE underscore P-O-L-L-U-X. Uh, hi, this is my first time being on a podcast. Um, thanks thanks for the show, Tim. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, uh, now let's get the real hosts in. All right. I'm your main and only and most important host, Tim, no last name given. I'm Andrew. And uh, on our podcast today we also have andrew we're totally not the same person no not the same just person. disregard that continuity <laughs> but yeah hope everyone's doing well welcome to our podcast anime was a mistake yes so uh let's start out with what we've been watching i actually watched some anime this week <sighs> thank goodness finally keeping up your end of the deal no i watched i watched uh more citrus because I was really now? interested. Uh, three. So yes. I've watched up to three. Hmm. Or no, I guess I've, I've watched one, two, and three. Gotcha. It's getting really interesting. I'm not going to say I like it necessarily, but it's, it's, I see where you were saying that there could be more to it. Yeah. And I'm really excited to talk about it when we get to the mid-season reviews and the end-of-season reviews. Because I feel like I'm going to either positive or negative have a lot to say. Yeah. So, I watched episode four of Citrus, and I hate to disappoint you, but they definitely got more into, like, standard uh, romance drama sort of plot, and while I think that the themes that they showed in the first three episodes will probably pop up every once in a while, it seems to me like they're probably going to be going more in that, uh, the direction of the romantic drama well see for me it all it all very much depends um on what they do with the themes that they brought up yeah even if they're not in it the whole time like like you can't bring those themes up and then not do much with them but you don't need a lot of them to do a lot with them yeah agreed you need enough to draw a contrast between the norm Mm. and and this anime and if it does that i think i'll be positive on it yeah I'm definitely still enjoying it, but, well, this might be a positive for a lot of people. It's not going to be serious all the time. They're definitely going more into the the drama end of things. I don't think it's a spoiler Which I'm okay to say. With. You know, they set up a pretty standard trope of there's a love triangle now. So not a not a love dodecahedron. That would be really complicated. Like. You go ahead and try and write a story with a love dodecahedron, Andrew. I'd love to I see how I just really that like comes. saying dodecahedron. Well, that's that's the word of the day. Uh, we are sponsored by the number four and the word dodecahedron. But yeah, did you watch anything else? Because citrus is all I got to, aside from uh, the Food Wars stuff we're watching. Oh, you know I watched more stuff than that. So, 
I watched pretty much everything else I have up until this point that I've been staying with. Uh, Junji Ito. Junji Ito continues to be my favorite anime of the season so far. Everything I said before still applies. It's still amazing. If you like horror at all, go watch it. Then there's uh, Darling in the Fran XX, which is still okay. It's fun. It's not one of Trigger's best works. I, I had much higher hopes, and I don't think those hopes are going to be fulfilled, but it's still fun. Then I did watch a new show, uh, Devil Man Crybaby, which I do think we should mention everything we've That's been... a title. Yes, that's a title. Devil Man colon Crybaby. Like, that is a choice. That is a naming choice. I mean, it definitely is, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. First, I want to point out, pretty much everything we watch on the show is on Crunchyroll. We are not sponsored by Crunchyroll, but, I mean, Crunchyroll, if you want to give us money, you know, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. This one's not on Crunchyroll, it's on Netflix, which also means the whole season is out all at once. It, it is a Netflix, I think it's considered a Netflix original. So if you want to watch that, the whole first season's out on Netflix right now. I haven't watched the whole first season yet. I think I watched the first five or six episodes. Okay. So there was a show back in the day called Devil Man. This one's called Devil Man Crybaby because the main character who can turn into Devil Man is a crybaby. He's very emotional and he cries a lot whenever he's sad. So that's why it's okay. called Devil Man Crybaby. So far, I think it's a pretty good show, and well, it's definitely not for everybody. One thing I'd like, one thing that definitely needs to be said about it. So, Andrew, have you watched much in the uh, the horror genre? No, I'm not a big horror guy, like period. So, hmm. so this isn't a horror anime, but it does lean heavily into a device that I've really only noticed in horror, which is. So, something about a lot of horror movies, uh, <clears throat> especially American horror movies, is compared to other genres, there's actually a lot of nudity uh, in America. No, I do know that trope, yeah. actually. And, unsurprisingly, compared to most other genres, there's a lot of gore. That is definitely, especially in one scene early on, they definitely juxtapose nudity and gore. So I, I think it's like horror movies. I don't think it's so much. I don't think the nudity, most of it is supposed to be sexually arousing. I think it's supposed to be arousing in the way that horror movies normally do it, which is when juxtaposed with the horror, it's supposed to kind of like shock you into being, you know, like a central nervous system sort of aroused, not in your pants sort of aroused. Well, also, I can speak a little bit to this. Um... I don't know if this carries over to Eastern horror, but for in Western horror, one of the big tropes is kind of uh, it always happens to people who have who have quote unquote sinned, you know, who who drink, smoke, have sex, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Especially slasher films really love to uh, kill horny teenagers. Yeah, and so it, most most of the time there is a girl often in white, who is the single survivor. Mm-hmm. And, and that whole thing. And, and part of it is horror is this weird, almost parable... Yes. Uh, 
a parable about it, why you shouldn't have premarital sex. Kind of, though. Well, yes, I mean, especially a lot of slasher films, that's definitely the message they're getting at. It's not a serious message in most of them, though. Yeah. Um, but so that's also partially why the nudity is, is it's almost giving a reason for these people to die mm. in the universe, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's not the read I'm getting from Devilman. I, I do think it's more of the trying to shock you. And there's one scene in particular, like, don't don't watch this show if you have a weak stomach for uh, gore, because there's one scene in particular where it's, it's, I mean, it's actually, it's very beautifully animated, but it's extremely shocking, extremely gruesome. Uh, yeah, I, I had to get that out of the way, but overall, it's a, it's a pretty good show. It's, the plot's not anything amazing. The characters are decent. Uh, a few of them are pretty interesting, uh, but none of them are great. But it's a fun show. So so far, I'd, I'd say it's good. Okay. Uh, Anything else worth talking about? I think that's all I watched. Ooh, actually, I have one that is not actually. Uh, well, it kind of is an anime. Kind of anime. But it's also not current at all. Okay. So I've watched some GoBots. Oh. And then also watched some Machine Robo, which is the Japanese version of GoBots. Well, technically it's the original version of the GoBots because they were imported gotcha, gotcha. to the U.S. As part of, I think, Tonka. I think Tonka brought them in. Really? Like Tonka trucks? Yeah. Huh. The, the, I've been reading a lot about the like 80s toy craze when they uh, in the US deregulated uh, marketing to kids through television hmm. it's fascinating um, but yeah so I watched some Machine Robo which has the the amazing scene that if you've been around the internet you've probably seen um, do you remember the GoBot that is a crane? no not at all I don't have a whole so, lot of familiarity with GoBots I, I was pretty much purely a transformers kid well anyone out there look for the scene in machine robo with crane brain and just watch him transform because so he's a crane so he has you know, the the crane arm like yes. a crane truck mm -hmm. and when he transforms on the toy you have this crane piece that you don't know what to do with like it clips off yeah in in the show they show you where it clips on. Oh? Crane Brain basically has a dick. Oh, man. We're going to have to do a full episode on robot dicks. Because there's a surprising amount of robot dicks in existence. Actually, on that same vein, Megatron, the original Megatron toy, had a gun dick. Yup. Yup. Anyways, uh, is that it for stuff we watched this week? Yeah, that's, that's about all for me. All right, so why don't we get into our main course? Because we're not going to stop making that joke. Because it's No, uh, we can't great. resist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're watching Food Wars episodes 8 to 15. Yes. So this arc is about camp. Because you can't have a high school show without them going to camp. But it's camp from hell. Oh, so episode eight, everybody goes to camp and that's the arc. It's over. We're done. See you next week. But in all seriousness, uh, 
first episode of this arc opens up with Soma and Megumi are still on a team, and they're challenged by the Aldini brothers, Takumi and Asami, to make the best dish in their first challenge of the camp. Oh, Well, it's also important to point out all the uh, judges are past alumni. Yeah. Also important, uh, I forgot, if you fail any of the challenges in camp, you're immediately expelled. For any reason. Yeah. So, stakes are high. Because, I mean, it's still a battle anime. Anyway. I don't know if I want my stakes getting high. Uh, I don't think they would cook as well. Cows really do love their grass, though. <laughs> well, they would bake well. That's true, that's true. Uh, 420 Blaze It, this is what our podcast is now about. God, we're terrible. We, we're the worst. Um, we, we're just, like, perverting the minds of everybody listening to our podcast. Like, we made a weed joke, Andrew. We are destroying society. We are the most. Well, be fair. If we were in Japan, society, they would not be happy. Mm-mm. They do not like weed over there. That is a whole other cultural issue that we are not getting into today. We have anime oh God, to talk no. about, Andrew. Anime. Yeah, let's not get back to the issues. food anime. Anime. So we got these two teams, and they challenge each other. So they still have to pass. The, the first challenge where they're being judged by an alumni named Inui. Uh, but they're also trying to see who's better overall. So they have to make a Japanese, di- well, a dish that can be served in a Japanese restaurant. So pretty much a Japanese dish. Using only ingredients they can find at camp. Takumi and Asami, the Aldini brothers who are part Japanese, part Italian, and are the heirs to an Italian restaurant in Italy. Do you remember what part of Italy it is? Was it like Naples? Tuscany? Uh, Tuscan. Rome? I'm going to keep saying like places in Italy until you stop me. Uh, uh, Tuscan. Okay. I said it already. Oh. Sometimes you cut out. Get on your game, man. Ah. Uh, Anyways, the Aldini brothers finish first, making something with duck. That's the end of the episode. Go to episode 9. Soma steals some peanuts from the judge. Because he's Soma. He's he's a cheeky, cheeky boy. He's a cheeky, cheeky boy. He and Megumi pass, and nobody wins the duel. Which is not an official shokugeki. What, it should be noted, because... Shokugekis are super important, so not all duels are Shokugekis, but all Shokugekis are duels. It's basic geometry. You get it. Yeah. On to the next uh, challenge of the camp. Everybody has to make 50 servings of steak to feed to... Was it like the bodybuilder club, the track club? Wrestlers. Yeah. I think they even said American football players were there. Basically... There's hundreds of athletes, and everybody has to make 50 servings of steak. Also, they're negative athlete stereotypes. Yeah, they're not great, but they, it passes pretty quickly. Yeah, it's fine. It's just... Yeah. Like, they get in, like, a four-eyes joke, you know. Yeah. It's... It's a fortunately short-lived bit. 
Yeah. It doesn't overstay its welcome. No. Actually, why it goes so quickly is Soma's the first one to finish. It's just super easy for him because he's used to running a diner and having to make tons of servings of everything. So he just breezes right through it and he goes to the, uh, was it a hot spring? I guess it's not a hot tub, so it's probably a hot spring. Well, it's like a communal bath. Yeah, communal bath. That's, That's the word. Anyways, while he's walking to the communal bath, he bumps into Arena, who is, of course, in a towel. Naturally. Yes. And that leads us into our next episode, where... Does anything of substance happen between Soma and Arena? I thought it was mostly just Arena still looks down on Soma. Soma's um, like, oh, hey, Arena. Nice towel. I mean, a little bit. A little bit happens. Um, we start seeing some cracks in arena's facade Mm. that we'll talk we'll talk more about that later all right so next part serious hunk alert um we've mentioned in a siren we thank you we really do need that i mean hunk alert is going to become a new uh staple of our show we you hunk alert hunk alert so soma gets into the communal bath with dojima who is an alumni of the school and its previous number one in the Elite Ten. Also, he runs the uh, resorts that they have, Mm. which is kind of a big deal. So he's a super chef and a super hunk. And Soma gets in the bath with him. I don't think he knows who Dojima is, so he just kind of has a nice chat with Dojima. I mean, he knows that he's, like, the guy judging, Mm. but he's not, like, afraid of him or, you know, in awe. It's a nice scene. I actually, I just thought it was, like, a nice short down scene where it's like, oh, they're they're just getting along and they're friends and, yeah. Yeah, that's that's something I will say. This whole arc, the characterization is crazy good. Yeah. Which, again, we'll talk more about uh, when we take everything apart. But to highlight how big of a deal dojima is takumi uh gets into the bath a bit after soma and is shocked to see soma and dojima just you know having a having a nice little chat having fun together oh when dojima gets out his dick is like right in front of soma's face (laughs) and it's weird uh yeah i thought that was good like Kind of the Austin Powers, like, Austin, you know, he's running around naked and, oh, there's a there's a bottle in the way. Or I guess better yeah. better example would be Evangelion. Oh, there's a little thing of toothpicks in the way of Shinji's dick. Uh, that scene ends and we move on to the next challenge, which is being judged by Shinomiya, who runs a French restaurant and has a gigantic stick up his ass. He's an asshole. Yeah. Everybody has to make a vegetable terrine. Also, they have to try and grab all the best ingredients off of a table uh, all at the same time. And no helping. Yeah. Naturally, Megumi is terrible at this. They've definitely established before this that she's very shy, she's unassertive, and she just can't, like, pile in to grab whatever she can, so she ends up getting really bad ingredients. 
and this leads to her trying to pull a soma where she changes things up to make it actually still a good dish despite having the odds stacked against her this leads to her getting expelled because shinomiya being the gigantic asshole he is can't stand anybody changing his recipe that they gave that he gave to them soma immediately challenges uh shinomiya to a shokugeki basically staking his own uh expulsion to get megumi's expulsion uh overturn the the next episode starts with shinomiya basically saying no but then dojima and inui the two previous judges pressuring him into doing it as long as megumi is the head chef and soma is just the what's the term andrew sous chef okay the sous chef and also he springs that on them while they're like just about to start the duel yeah Megumi, who basically has stage fright, performance anxiety, is about to freak out, and Soma, being his normal cool self, not like, you know, sunglasses cool, but laid back, even in tense situations, like, pats her on the shoulder and just goes, don't worry about trying to beat whatever his dish is just make something that represents you basically telling her to concentrate on the art of it instead of the competition of it you forgot one of the most important parts what did i forget he makes her put her hands together and just smashes them in between his i actually do like that part it's so good because that's a real thing like Uh, basically if you're nervous you can like it's the same idea with like pinching yourself or something yeah you give yourself a little bit of pain that you that you that your body like focuses on. Yeah. Also, that actually does come up a few other times when Megumi is trying to get a handle on her anxiety. She basically thinks back to that moment. So it's it's not just how the you know the trick works with getting your hand slapped. It's also that she has this moment with Soma, where she thinks she can think back to it and try and calm herself down it's, it's an important moment in their relationship so thank you for bringing that up i forgot about that well when you're going through this many episodes it happens yeah <laughs> yes it does so episode 11 doesn't really get into the competition too much mostly well it doesn't get into the end of it i think it shows most of the cooking it's basically all the prep. Yeah. So Megumi is now trying to make something that represents her in an artistic way. Instead of worrying about what she's going to make to compete with whatever Shinomiya's making. Episode 12. Actually, I'm just going to stop saying what the episodes are. I'm just going just gonna to run through the beats. Go for it. If you need to know what happens in what episode... Go to a wiki. We're not your personal wiki. Yes, yes. So, basically, it looks like Soma and Megumi are going to lose because Shinomiya is essentially head and shoulders above them still. He is a professional chef. He was one of the Elite Ten, I believe, when he was an alumni. Correct. Yes. So it really looks like Megumi is going to lose. But then when the judges have tried both of their dishes, 
think it's Dojima that notes Shinomiya's cooking has completely stagnated. It's it's essentially what he would have made before anyways, and the same level of quality. While Megumi's dish shows a lot of promise and heart and uh, Yeah. Yeah. But all the chefs or all the judges do pick Shinomiya's mm-hmm. dish. Well, I think they then turn it around and I believe it basically is like a tie. It ends up being a tie because Dojima and Inui turn around and basically give their votes to Megumi. Um, yes, but both of them were not judges. Yeah. Oh, do they just like hop in? Okay. Yeah, they hop in. Well, Dojima was like, like running it. Mm-hmm. And then Inui was not allowed to judge because she was biased, basically. Oh, that's right. What happens is, essentially, they lose, but Shinomiya, because he got shot down by Dojima and Inui, overturns the expulsion. They win with heart. They win with heart. On the on the heart scale, they win. On the scale Yeah, like, this scale, is Captain Planet. Yes. Levels of heart. Absolutely. So, Megumi gets to stay, and she's, of course, ecstatic about that. Meanwhile, Soma is actually kind of disappointed because he didn't win. And it's not that And he... Dojima uh, makes a comment, like, to himself after that Soma was the only one trying to win. Mm. Like, Megumi was trying not to lose, and uh, Shinomiya didn't even make his, his best dish. Yeah. So you definitely you see that competitive streak in Soma, but he's also not a sore loser. And it doesn't, he doesn't stay down too long. He just needed a moment to himself. Yeah. So that, that challenge and then duel are over. And Dojima, who is running the whole camp, announces their next challenge. They have to serve 200 breakfast dishes. They don't have to just make them. And it's, it's not like the... 50 servings of steak where people are just going to come up and eat it and take whatever they can get. They actually have to attract the customers. It's like Vegas buffet style. Yeah. So unlike the 50 servings of steak, everybody else, well, everybody who's a main character has a pretty easy time with this. And Soma is doing pretty terrible because he picked a recipe that was very like time sensitive like it was like a type of yeah it was omelet. a souffle yeah and basically it could deflate and then look like crap yeah it looks gross yeah so he's did he serve any of them before like the half an hour mark i don't think he did like eight or ten something okay. like that so he served almost nothing, and he has about half an hour out of the two-hour time limit left, which leads to Soma pulling a Soma where he changes up his strategy and tries something different. Well, on accident, too. Hmm. Because uh, he's next to Arena, who, like, hers, she did, like, 400 or something. Mm-hmm. And a little girl got, like, pushed away from Arena's stuff. And Soma, like, cheers her up by, like, cooking it in front of her and doing, like, this cool stuff. Yeah. So, if you've ever been to a hibachi restaurant, 
This is basically what Soma does, is he cooks it in front of everybody and puts on a show. And this allows him, with almost no time left, to actually make the two... or Yeah, make the 200 servings and get them to people. After that, you meet a new character, Alice Nakiri, who is Arena's cousin. Danish Arena, basically. Yes, basically. And then camp ends, and there's a banquet. Oh, wait, hang on. I think we also meet um, Rio? Rio? Oh, uh, Alice's friend. Lackey, basically. Yeah. Who's like really into My Chemical Romance circa like 2008. I mean, I would say he has a more like actual punk sort of look to him than My Chemical Romance. Well, it's like that punk goth mix. Yeah, it's definitely a punk goth mix, but like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a My Chemical Romance fan who actually looked intimidating well, they well, I don't think he looks very intimidating. Well, I mean, definitely later on, but even now, it's like he's kind of got a... Like you kind of look at him and wonder, he looks like one of those quiet people who could burst into violence at any point, which ends up, spoilers, being true. Okay, I can yeah. see that. So you meet those two. They're not important right now, but will be important later. Camp ends. And everybody goes home on a bus, except for Soma and Arena, who missed the bus. Well, and also, there's a couple things we should say. Um, all the chef judges try to recruit mm. Soma and Megumi for their restaurants once they retire. Yeah. Basically, they did a real good job. Well, and that's part of what the training camp is, so they can, like, recruit yeah. people. So it wasn't just a gauntlet to weed out the week it was also kind of like I, I think about like recruiters coming to college football games or high school football games yeah exactly yeah so they do kind of get into you know, they try and keep it realistic in that oh you know there's a real reason behind this that actually has to do with the industry this show's about but arena and soma miss the bus and have to hitch a ride together Arena missed the bus because she had to get a super important picture. Well, book and picture, but yeah. Yeah. So she's looking at this picture, and Andrew, who's it a picture of? Uh, hers, a child, and a certain red-haired man named, I believe, Jochiro. Jochiro uh, Saiba. Yeah. Who you immediately recognize is... Oh, hey, isn't that Soma's dad? <laughs> Which, I think it was good that they had him go away for a bit, because now when you look at that picture, especially when you're watching it kind of how we have been, which is kind of, you know, regularly, but we haven't seen Soma's dad for a while now. Yeah. And you see it and you go, wait, is that Soma's dad? I think that's Soma's dad. That's Soma's dad. But there's been enough distance where, like, you're you're not positive. Yeah. So, and Soma forgot his, his headscarf thing. Mm, yes. Which he needs to get properly pumped up. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be an episode where someone steals it and he, like, can't cook. <laughs> uh, 
I don't have my special powers anymore. You took my little. Uh, there's a there's a word a term for it, but I I don't talisman. Remember. No no no. What the those headbands are called? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But Soma and Arena have an awkward drive together, but not really a hostile one. So you do kind of see Arena hating Soma a little less every time. She they're, still doesn't like him. Not quite. Yeah, she doesn't like him, but it's, it's shifting more from adversarial to something else. Yeah. Oh. I'm not sure what it is yet, but... Along with the picture of Soma's dad, it should be mentioned, Arena has no idea that Soma is Jochiro's son. And Soma, at this point, does not know his dad was there. Yeah. Or at the, at the school. But uh, guess where... Soma's dad is right now. At the school. At the school. Soma gets back, he goes to his dorm, and who's there? Why, it's Jochiro. Oh, I should point out that that, uh, Dojima Jin uh, figures out roughly about now that Soma is Jochiro's son. Yeah. So something that gets explained around this point is that when Soma's dad went to the school... He was Jochiro Saiba. Now, as Soma's dad, he's Jochiro... What's Soma's last name? (laughs) Uh, Yukihara. Yukihara. Which is, I mean, it's the name of the restaurant Soma's from. So, when he says he's Soma Yukihara, and he worked at a restaurant called Yukihara's, nobody put it together that he was Jochiro's son. And even if uh, Soma had heard of Jochiro Saiba, he wouldn't have known that was his dad because different last name. Yeah. And like Soma had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Soma had no idea until pretty much right now when he walks in and, oh, there's his dad who decides to cook all the returning students a congratulatory meal. Except for one item. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And Jochiro and Soma have some father-son time where Jochiro talks about what it was like to be a student there and Soma is filled with determination to become better than his father again. Oh yeah, Jochiro's nickname while he was at school was the Demon. The Demon. And, but yeah, and then, and then they prep to have a duel and that's where the episode ends. And that's where... Uh, we're going to stop our summary because that's the end of the camp arc. Yeah. So, uh, Tim, I really like how this arc does a lot of characterization that I was not quite getting enough of. Yeah. Like, like the whole, let's say, uh, the first half with, with, uh, the, the street Shokugeki, uh, (laughs) no rules. No knives, no guns. Well, that's rules, uh, Andrew. Yeah. You can't no, say but, no uh, rules, no, no knives, no guns. Well, okay, so no rules except no knives, no guns. That's like standard procedure for a street fight. Okay, okay. But but no, I, I really think that it was cool to get to know Megumi more and kind of see some character growth. Yeah. And the way Soma treats her here makes the rest of how he treats her okay. Mm-hmm. Because there are two ways it could shake out. Because she was basically like his 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 silent sous chef. Yeah. And 
if he didn't back her up here, then that makes their their dynamic way different and way more messed up. One-sided, yeah. Yeah. And here, like, he really goes to bat for her and doesn't even really bat an eye whenever... I mean, he's unhappy that he's, that he's not being the chef, but he, like, doesn't, like, despair, you know? No. And I think that's really, really awesome uh, how they took the time to show that relationship. Yeah. And it does... This whole relationship and Megumi relying on Soma and Soma basically letting her do that, uh, you know, it starts changing here, but that continues to evolve throughout this first season. I, I think into also, the second season. Also, I should point season. out, it's very platonic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's been any implied romance yet. There hasn't. Nah. Which I think is notable to point out. Yeah, I, I think so too. So if right now you're saying that they are your one true pair... Uh-uh. I mean, it's okay uh-uh. to ship if you want to. It's just not in the show. Which, I mean, often that's how shipping works, is you don't actually get any any real uh, pairings, so you, you make them up in your head. Well, yeah, but it's the one true pairing. So it, that can't be the one true pairing if there's no evidence, man. Andrew, Andrew, just say OTP. Just say OTP. It's okay. You're allowed to come into the the anime shipping circle and use our terminology. Do I have to? Andrew, you're on an anime podcast. I'd say you have to. I have to keep my little bits of nope. distance. Nope. Andrew, shed your pride. <laughs> Just strip yourself down to the bare essentials and dive into anime. This is what this is about. Destroying uh, your gonna... soul. Well... Well, look, we started with an easy one for me. Yeah. I get distracted by the food. True. And the food is really good. <laughs> yeah. But... I, oh, one thing I do want to talk about is the fact that Megumi made a terrine, which is also the, the recipe that she was supposed to make that she got expelled for. Mm-hmm. Because most of us, if you're listening to this in the U.S., if you know what a terrine is, you're probably thinking of it as a horrible gelatinous gross thing uh, that was made in like the 50s where they would suspend like meat and gelatin. This isn't that. This is the more traditional French sense of the word, which is basically like it's, it's, a, it's a pate, like a meat pate, um, basically suspended in fats. Mm. Um, so it's, it's similar idea, but not nearly as gross. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and assume that this weight actually can taste good as opposed to horrifying. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, it's still an it's still a, a easy dish to mess up, but uh, it can be good, like the traditional French way. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's cool that she makes her own take on the terrine for the, for the street shokugeki. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause and and also they do a good job of making it not come off as petty, mm. or like trying to like rub you know rub your rub their nose in the fact that that they're getting challenged. Like she's not trying like uh what's his name the Shinomiya? the alumni yeah he like a, a, a quickly jumps to the fact that Megumi is trying to like thumb her nose at him, 
uh, by making a terrine when she says, no, 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 I just wanted to show you what, like, how I cook. Yeah. yeah like, it, it was, it was not malicious at all, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I don't think there's, I don't think there's really any other dishes I really want to talk about with this arc. They no, go, the others were pretty standard. Yeah. Like, they still go into what a lot of the dishes are, but it's not any, like, besides the terrine, I don't think there's anything... That I want to be like, oh, let's talk about this food, Andrew. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh, let's talk about Arena, because we, we do get Arena. a lot of Arena character. Uh, I won't say growth, but uh, her, more of her character is revealed to us. Yes. So, uh, whenever Soma runs into her, she was basically planning on doing a lot of what he was planning on doing. Hmm. Like they they both were like, oh, I'm gonna get a nice bath. I'm gonna play some cards. She's humming the show's music. It's a nice touch. Yeah, I, I they did it several times. Um, it was it was really nice. They did different variations of the show themes, and, and it fit perfectly. Which also, I think partially they did because uh, for the I think it's fifteen, they switch over to the second half of the season intros, mm. um, which I really don't like nearly as much. Like they're they feel like they're trying too hard. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I forgot to rewatch those before doing this episode, so I don't even remember what they are. Well, that's kind of the point. They don't stick out nearly as much as the originals do. Hmm. Oh, um, about the uh, the original outro. Like I know it's it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of easy, but I really like the little bit where they're all sitting at the table and it's just a last dinner scene yeah i do and i like the fact that it is literally a last supper homage yeah sorry last supper but yes the famous painting uh if anybody was yeah. wondering about which supper we're talking about you know that famous one with jesus the, the famous one with jesus and judas and the other disciples one of which is also named judas yes mm. um but yeah, back to Arena. Like, like we get to see that her and Soma actually aren't that different. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I'm I'm starting to say that their rivalry feels like it's it's shifting to something else for me. Yeah. Like, like that, plus like the the lack of of open hostility, uh, in the car ride is yeah. is a marked difference. Yeah. And we get to see that that Arena really puts on like a facade. Mm-hmm. And, like, feels that, like, people can't know that she's, like, having fun and stuff. How she makes the her friend, like, return the cards. Yeah. And they haven't really gotten into a reason why Arena's like that yet. But you can tell that she's starting this often around Soma. Like, they're definitely not friends yet by any means. But... Well, and you, and you, um, they don't, so, how we were talking about how Soma's, like, a real character and not an empty character. Yeah. Um... And how I was complaining that some of the cast feels like empty characters because we don't really know much about them. Arena was 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 really close to being that, and they've yeah. managed to to basically tell us that she is a full, complete character, without telling us what the character actually is. Yeah, which is cool, and I appreciate a lot. And leaves a lot of room for character growth, you know, as they start to explore why arena is the way she is and she starts you know her and soma's relationship starts changing 
they're slowly feeding it to us, and I do actually really like and appreciate the pace they're doing it at. Yeah, it's it's very slow burn. What's her name? Uh, the Meat Master. Nakumi? Yeah, Nakumi. Think about her attitude towards Soma at the beginning of one episode and her attitude towards Soma at the end of it. It's Yeah, basic. I mean, she basically just flips. Yeah, 180 degree turn within one or two episodes, which definitely shows off like how much uh, flatter Nakumi is. Not literally, but as a character. Yeah. But Arena, being a more important character, they're definitely taking their time with her and Soma's relationship, which is also something they do with Megumi, where it's an evolving relationship. It, it's not it's not static, it is dynamic, but they're also taking their time with that change. Well, they're giving you just enough, too. Like, okay, so we saw that she has a picture of, of Soma's dad that is really important to her. But Which, we don't know anything past that. Yeah. Definitely hinting at, you know, changes to come. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I do I do want to talk uh, more about Soma and his dad's relationship. Yeah. Also. Because I think it's super interesting. Uh, like, so Soma looks up to his dad, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no real anger. I mean, he gets annoyed that his dad just shows up, but, like, past that, like, there's no real... We don't really get much, like, resentment or anything. Yeah. But, like, Soma doesn't see his dad's flaws. Hmm. And just wants to be like his dad. And I'm waiting for the moment when that shoe drops where he realizes he probably doesn't want to be his dad. Not that he hates his dad. But doesn't want to be him. Yeah, when he recognizes his father's flaw. Because, I mean, his dad just split because he felt like it in a lot of ways you know he just shows up because he felt like it doesn't acknowledge Soma at all you know he just starts cooking and starts telling Soma to to start cooking and that's one of those things where like as a as a child or especially as a boy who looks up to his dad like that's stuff that he will you know he'll take that as uh, how his dad shows affection that kind of like there's a lot of stuff into that where, like, Soma's dad shows Soma affection by trusting him in the kitchen and bonding over gross food, <laughs> you know? But those aren't real healthy um, ways to, to have a relationship. Yeah. Um, Basically, Soma's dad is shoving Soma out of the nest and running off on his own, which, I mean, while there's certainly a sense to it, it's also not really a uh yeah it's not the healthiest of relationships because there's not really any communication there and Jochiro Soma's dad is hiding a lot of information instead of being honest with his son yeah and I'm kind of waiting for Soma to realize all that yeah because that's like basically set up to be like his his big his his biggest trial you know like when when they're wrapping up the story you know, like, the final arc for him to realize some of that stuff. And they set up in the very first episode that Soma really wants to surpass his dad. But do you well, know why he wants to surpass his dad? Yeah. And well, no, but do, do you know why? Do you remember why? 
I thought he just wanted to be a better chef at first. Well, yeah, but do you know why? So he could take over the restaurant? Am I missing something? No, it's a respect thing. He wants his dad's respect. Hmm. Right. And that, like, 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 he wants to prove, like, that his that that um, he wants to prove to his dad that he's someone who his dad can respect. Yeah. And kind of prove himself to his dad. Right. Which, in in his mind, is is he has to beat him in a food duel. Again, not the healthiest uh, relationship. Yeah. But yeah, on the, the note of wanting to surpass his dad and also not wanting, you know, him realizing eventually he doesn't want to be his dad, you know, that trying to surpass him is going to kind of shift from being all about wanting to be the better chef to also trying to learn from his dad's mistakes as a person and try and be himself a better person. Yeah. Well, that actually kind of snakes around to um, when Dojima is in the bath with him, and he kind of tells him to sharpen his fangs, and 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 um, oh, the, the one chef that I keep forgetting his name. Takumi. No, no, no. The the pink-haired guy. Oh, Shinomiya. Yes, he tells them like you can't trust anyone. You know all that. I really am pulling for Soma to never give in to that. Yeah. Like effectively the dark side. Yeah. Uh, because, A, I mean, that would make him kind of, like, that would be him giving up, basically. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I went to a, a, a school that absolutely was like that for college. Mm. And it is not a good, like, it's, it's, it's a very messed up way to, to live for, like, four years or whatever. Like, it's, it's, it can get very rough. Fucking artists. Yeah. Um, but it, it's that, that thought of, like, everyone being your competition. Really, that's a that's a fallacy. Because no one does the same stuff as you. Like, for me, like, I was I was in a photography program, and I was the only one doing certain the certain stuff that I was doing. Other people were better than me at, like, fashion photography, because I hate fashion photography. But I didn't view them as my competition, because we do different things. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm hoping that that Soma kind of holds on to. And you definitely, you do see it, that it, that is part of his character right now. Like, when he goes to bat for Megumi, he could have totally been like, well, sucks for you. But instead, you know, he staked everything, well, school-wise, on helping her out. Well, I mean, if you, I think it was the first episode we said we, we actually weren't sure if someone was a good person or not, but mm-hmm. we knew someone was a character. Yeah. I think this is the, the arc that tells us he's a good person. Yeah. Like, that answers that question. You know, unfortunately, he still has his faults. Oh, absolutely. But they've definitely shown Soma is compassionate and caring, that he is a good person. Yeah. You have anything else you want to talk about with this uh, this arc? Uh, yes. Fan service. The fan service in this one felt weird. Like it, it was the most out of place I've felt, mm-hmm. even, even with the meat lady. Mainly because there was so little of it. Yeah. And so the stuff that there was, mainly the stuff in the bath with the girls, just felt really 
incongruous. Mm. They felt really out of place. That is a common, like, just because I'm saying it's a common trope doesn't make it a good or a bad thing, but that is definitely a common anime trope of, hey, everybody's getting into a hot spring or a communal bath, and oh, let's go look at the ladies, and oh, they're splashing each other and hitting each other with pillows and jumping on the bed, and oh, their pajamas are falling, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, I just want to point out, it felt really out of place because the rest of the fan service was not nearly kind of as overt, mm. and like it was also very themed. Like uh, for the food battle uh, with uh, what was the pink-haired chef's name? I keep losing Shinomiya? it. Yes, uh, his dish made everyone turn into cabbage Sailor Moon people. Uh... I really um, do love the the food reactions. They are well, so much of what makes this show fun. Well, and that's what makes the the, the bath scene for me stick out so much. Mm. It was just straight up. There wasn't any point to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, like even even the arena stuff kind of made a little bit of sense because there seems to be like them teasing some sexual tension there mm. with Soma, like when he runs into her. Like, even that one makes some sense. You know what I mean? Whereas that felt like the only stuff that was, like, really just there. Um, Two comments. Also, with the arena thing, besides teasing sexual tension, you could also interpret it as, like, so Soma offers to help her up and she refuses, and her just being in a towel also makes her seem more vulnerable, and basically her saying that, you know... If she's more vulnerable, she can't show that to anybody or let them help her. You know, she has to get up on her own. She can't be vulnerable. She can't Absolutely. be weak in any way. Uh, the other thing yeah. I wanted to say is, at the very least, with the communal baths, at least the fan service went both ways. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, with Dojima, serious hunk alert. And I think you also see Soma's butt, if I remember right. Uh, and I think maybe even to, uh, was it Takumi? Takumi? Yeah. 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 Um, but see, and, and that maybe this is, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here, but like whenever you saw the, the, uh, Dojima fan service, it was in the sense of him getting stretched out for most of it with, mm. uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? I the, the chef guy in the, who wears no clothes. Wow. Oh, um... The name I always mess up. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Now that you said it, you couldn't remember. Satoshi? Yes, Satoshi. Yeah. Um, Because he was the first one done last year. And it shows, like, him, like, stretching out Dojima, basically. Yeah. Which, a ton of fan service. But again, I, I just... Even that has some thing of just look if you're if you're as ripped as as Jin is Dojima yeah Dojima Jin if you're that ripped you do have to stretch out a lot Mm. because you will be tight and so like that's one of those things where like I know it's nakedly fan service but at least they couched it in something Mm. where it felt like the women were didn't even have that yeah no, it was just, hey, we have that. a rubber duck, and it went in her boobs. <laughs> uh, yeah. With the 
the women in the communal bath, it was definitely there just for the sake of fan service. Well, I'm just saying, I, I'm not, I'm never really gonna like it, but at least couch it in something useful. And you know, this is where we differ. I'm okay with fan service for the sake of fan service, as long as it doesn't in any way take away from everything else that the show's about. I don't feel like it took away from that. I mean, I, I can respect like, that. Yeah. I, I'm okay with it. Um, and yeah, so that didn't bother me. But I, I get where, as somebody who doesn't like fan service, for you, fan service for no reason besides fan service is never going to be something you like. Yeah, well, and it's just like, it can so easily be made just a little bit better for me, or, or like to me. By just having it serve some purpose mm. um, besides fan service. Uh, also, speaking of fan service, uh, one thing that I do want to also sneak in here as we're winding down. Uh, pink hair guy. Wow, I'm bad with Shinomiya. names today. Yeah, Shinomiya. Uh, he, when he eats Megumi's dish, does not, again, does not have a sexual experience. He has more of a spiritual experience. Oh, wasn't um, he, it him he, he has a memory of... Yeah, he has a memory of a child post, like, getting into a fight. And yeah. his mom basically saying, I know there's a good person down in there. And, like, you're just kind of difficult to be... You know, you're difficult with people sometimes. But I know you're a good person. Let's go home. We'll make your favorite food. Yeah. And... 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 So before I was saying that my theory was that like really good food will cause like an even like a, a, a higher spiritual thing as opposed to sexual, basically saying like sexual is like kind of a, a, a more base pleasure, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. But I think I have to revise that because Megumi's dish was not technically better. Yeah. It, they even say it was clumsy and sloppy, but it had heart. Yeah. And so I think it's it's more of a uh if the food is special, not better. Like it seems like that that special food will cause you to kind of go into this more spiritual experience. And I don't know if it's kind of the people eating it or if it's if it's more on the people eating it or it's more on the food. Yeah. We need more instances, but it does seem like that's going to be some sort of theme moving forward. Yeah. Well, in this uh specific case, uh I mean, I would definitely say that what Shinomiya went through was more emotional than uh, spiritual. It was him reliving something and a memory being dug up which actually does make sense that food could trigger that. You know, think Pixar's Ratatouille uh, with the critic at the end of the movie. Yeah. But also think about uh, how powerful smell as a sense is to memories uh you know you catch a whiff of something and suddenly a memory just floods back into you that's pretty much a universal experience yeah and well and also and also taste. i do want to point out something hmm. uh whenever i use the word spiritual i mean it like non-religiously in the sense of it, it's not that you're necessarily getting closer to whatever god or whatever like spiritual in the sense of it's 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 it changes you it it it, it makes you remember something it makes you realize something like that kind of i guess i probably should define 
I, I, I skipped one of the, the most important, important rhetorical steps whenever you're introducing how you're describing something, which is to explain why you're using the words yeah. that you're using oh, and how I you're defining them. Semantics too deep this episode, but I oh no, no, I just figured I should, I should clarify yeah. that because yeah. it could be taken a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely food can do different things and it, does kind of vary from dish to dish and there's no hard i don't think there's ever going to be any like hard rules for how it works but i also think that's okay yeah i just think there's that that by the time we're we've we've made it through the you know whenever however many seasons this is however long in the future I think there will be a strong theme of some sort of special food interaction mm. versus just the physical sexual kind of experiences that yeah. people have. I just want to know what that is. And I feel like it's going to shake out. Not that there's going to be hard and fast rules, but there's definitely going to be a theme there. Yeah. Anyways, that's our show. I'd like to thank our special guest, Andrew, for coming on the podcast. Oh, oh, hey! Thanks for thanks for having me have having me uh, uh, back on at the end here. Uh, if if you wanna, uh, 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 I'm I'm finishing up playing playing Final Fantasy XII on my stream, but after that we're we're uh, we're going right into all 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 of all Kojima's anime stuff. Uh, it'll it'll be fun. It's uh it's twitch.tv slash ae underscore. P-O-L-L-U-X. Thanks for having me again. I'll I'll Mm -hmm. let you guys close down the show again. Bye. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, again, uh, next week, we will be watching more episodes that I should know offhand that I don't. We'll be watching those, and they will be up on our website, which is awam.pizza. So you can see what episodes they are, and you can watch along if you'd like. Episodes 17 and 18. Ah. Uh, and also, you know, we have the social media, which is primarily uh, Instagram and Twitter. Both are under AWAM underscore POD. That's A-W-A-M underscore POD. Especially, uh, we really like it on Twitter. You can send us corrections and and we'll we'll shout you out if, if it's actually correct. Uh, and, and put our, put our what, what hat do we have? Is it the Baca hat? Uh, yeah, for the corrections corner, it's just a, it's a conical hat that says Baca on it. It doesn't have a okay, name I, yet. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll put that on. Uh, yeah, sure with that the corner. Yeah. You know. uh, but yeah, thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll see you next week.